and welcome to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. This is a podcast created to enhance, connect and inspire the Yarra Valley Grammar community and beyond. So wherever you're listening from, however you are tuning in, I want to say welcome. My name's Paul Joy and each episode it is my privilege to sit down with another Yarra Old Grammarian, affectionately known as a Yog, and today is no exception. Today I'm about to sit down with Eloise Grace, or back in the day, Eloise Gentle, from the class of 1994. I'm gonna ask Eloise what it was like back in those early days being a rare species. Eloise was one of very few girls who was part of our senior school back in the day and what that meant for her and how that impacted day to day. I'm also going to ask Eloise a little bit about the twists and turns that have uh, happened for her and her determination to keep on keeping on. I happen to know that Eloise has uh, achieved lots and she's a go-getter, there's no doubt, and so I'm going to endeavour to unpack some of that as we sit down and have a conversation today. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. And if you know of other Yarra Old Grammarians who you think would benefit and appreciate this podcast, then please share it, however you found us, whether it's on uh, via LinkedIn, there might be the link on our website. Maybe it's you were just scrolling through Apple iTunes or, or Google Play or Stitcher Radio, however it is that you found us, you are welcome. And we'd love you to rate us, review us, give us some feedback and perhaps share it with others. All the ways that you can keep in touch with the YOG community is via the Yarra Valley Grammar website at the w's.yvg.vic.edu.au. But for now, here's my conversation with Eloise Grace from the class of 1994. Welcome back to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. And today I'm delighted to be able to sit down with Eloise Grace, Yog Yarra Old Grammarian from the class of 1994. Eloise, welcome and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Now we're actually sitting uh, here at Yarra, so you've had the opportunity to drive back down the driveway again. What's it like to come back? It's amazing. It's so uplifting and just looking at the beautiful greenery and the fields, they're just maintained um, to the highest standard um, and, it, yeah, it just brings back some memories of being out there playing on the fields. Take us back, though, to when you did first come. You came uh, as a Year 11 student? Correct, yes. Okay, and what was that like? You were one of a rare breed, dare I say. Yeah, it was um, It was very different. Um, I came from an all-girls school into this school, which, um, yeah, I was amazed by the standard of the teaching. It was, it was really great and just the level of optimism um, from the teachers and the other classmates was um, really awesome as well and everybody was very friendly. Fantastic. And so you came as a Year 11 student into a sea of boys because <laughs> it had been previously a, an all-boys school and so girls were sort of just being introduced. What was that like to share a classroom with maybe three or four girls and the rest were boys? Yeah, so I have a feeling, I'm not sure exactly, but I think my mum sent me here to try to make me a bit more confident and a little, little bit less shy. Um, so, yeah, it was really great. Um, I had some really nice girlfriends here, but I also really got along with all of the boys. Um 
And I was in a lot of subjects like maths, uh, legal studies and things like that. Um, and, so, and often in some of those, I was actually the only girl in a few of those. Um, and then a lot of the other girls also were involved in arts and things like that. Um, but yeah, there were, there were a lot of boys. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a good school. Yeah. That's great. And did you find that the boys treated you with respect or was there a little bit of uncertainty from their perspective because you you were a rarity? Um, yeah, no, we were treated with respect um, and I was actually really competitive in terms of my marks. Okay. Like, so like when the assignments were being handed back, I was like waiting for the A pluses and, okay. and they're like, oh no. And they used to call me Elo. I don't know why. They're the right. only people in my whole life. The boys used to call me Elo. Nickname. I don't yes. know where it came from. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe they just couldn't wrap um, their round their tongue around Eloise. Correct. I'm not sure. It's a bit much, but um, yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun, and I also um, did um, some photography in year twelve. Okay. I have a bit of a story in that year eleven. Like I was going going really well in all my subjects, and um, end of year eleven, I was getting straight A pluses in accounting. But I, I wanted to keep doing photography and I wasn't sure. So I didn't keep up an extra subject. And so I said to my photography teacher, I said, look, I'm getting straight A pluses in, in year 11. Do you think I'm going to go okay in year 12? Because I really want to go well in year 12 if I, sure. if I take photography and drop accounting. And he said, oh, look, Eloise, I think you'll do okay. Yes. And, he, and I ended up going really well in photography and I loved it. So, so you did drop I accounting? Did. And what did your accounting teacher oh, think of that? Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> Look, I ended up do, I did a year of commerce at uni, so yes. I made up for it then. But, yeah, I loved photography as well. So I, I have the two sides of the brain. I like doing – I loved law as well. Like mm. I'm very analytical and I like, you know, finding mistakes in people's work and okay. I have a very um, close eye for attention to detail. But yes. I also like – all the fun things in life as well. Let me take you back, though, to your mum helping make the decision to send you from an all-girls school to Yarra, Mm -hmm. which had predominantly boys, and you mentioned, I think, just before that part of that was to help you develop confidence. Would it be fair to say it worked? Well, I'm certainly, yeah, I would say definitely worked. I'm now so confident. I'm I'm at the other extreme. So um, I do remember doing a speech in front of the school here right. and I was quite nervous. But nowadays you can put me anywhere and I can talk. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And I've got to tell you, as a, uh, as a host of a podcast, the perfect guest. It's Thank you. great to have you here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you did really well at, uh, through your grades and what, can you remember what your year 12 kind of set of subjects were? Uh, yeah, like I did legal studies, yes. psychology, um, Photography. Photography, maths, English, PE, whatever else. probably it, yeah. So tell me where was, where would we find you? Where, at at school, Mm -hmm. were you out on the sports field? Were you uh, in the orchestra? Were you standing in the, in the, Row in the the aisle for the the calf. Were you in class? Were you in the library? Where was where was your favourite hangout spot? Yeah, well, I love the dark room for my photography, photography for yes. that. Um, and then I was usually with my girlfriends uh, at the lunch times, yep. hanging out with them, walking around, giggling about this or that, or you know, the good looking boy in year twelve, <laughs> um, something like that. But um, no, it was all it was all good fun. But yeah, no, I was pretty dedicated to trying to get those marks actually. So sure. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm that competitive anymore, but yeah, I was back then. And that dedication paid off. You did very well in your VCE. Of it's probably HSC back in those uh, VCE, days. Ah, VCE, VCE. Yes, okay. Oh yes. yeah, early days of yes. VCE. Um and you were top of the class. 
Yeah, so I did very well and I was in the newspaper with some of the boys here and I was also used uh, as a model in your promotional material okay. throughout the newspapers with one of the other boys who's actually doing very well now. Um, I'm connected with a lot of people on LinkedIn and Facebook, so hello to anybody who's listening Beautiful uh, from Yarra Valley. And so you proudly mention on, on your profile that you are from Yarra Valley Grammar. Correct. Fantastic. That's great. And so you've done really well in uh, VCE. Where do you go from there? Where, what's the next step for you? Yeah, so then I went off to Monash University um, and there was a lot of, not a lot, but a, quite a few um, people, um, mostly boys who actually popped over to Monash as well. Um, and I did one year of arts commerce, um, uh, specialising in, sorry, majoring, I should say, in psychology, which was the hard psychology at that time. Um, and then I decided I, I really wanted to do law. So commerce was a little bit I'm not sure. I, like, I did really well in it, but I thought, you know, I, I really want to do law. Um, my dad also had a law degree. Uh, he ended up having his own law firm, uh, but he was actually very big in marketing. Um, so, yeah, um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed the law. It was really hard in the last few years. Like I really had to throw everything at it and, you know, not go out much or anything like that in the last sort of few years. But I was always involved in media as well from the age of 13, um, doing catwalking in my school holidays um, and then, you know, from about 18, 19, going for TV ads all the time. Um, I was in Jim Owen's film. I played Greg Evans' co-host and I just landed that from going on an audition actually. Um, so that was really great and um, really, really nice memory. Can I can I stop you? I, I want to dig a little bit into um, the, yep. uh, the auditions. Yep. Because you are putting yourself out there, aren't you, in terms of there's a risk involved. There's there's that notion that you may be accepted and that's great, but you might also be rejected. Can I also say I was probably one of the only girls who didn't do drama at Yarra Valley. Like I was like like quite sort of studious doing study, study. Right. Photography was my outlet yes. and sport I was okay at uh-huh. um, but not brilliant at. Sure. <laughs> quite, I'm okay at tennis and things like that. But um, I, think I, was, I was also doing some table tennis up there, um, one of your old buildings. Um, but yeah, I was really, I was really good at studying and, mm. um, photography and, but, um, all the other girls are doing drama. So as I, as I was saying, I was, I was quite shy. So it was only sort of towards the end of year 12 that I started gaining confidence, a, a lot of, a lot more confidence. Yes. Um, and then, um, then I really got more into the, going for the ads and things. And so the, the school really helped me just the, um, the spirit of the school. It's just Everything always felt good around here. That's great. And so presumably part of that is is encouragement to have a go. Yeah, look, I, I it must have been. Yes. It must have been. All I know is that I came, like my other school was great too. Like there was nothing wrong with the other school. But sure. when I came here, the, there was just a really positive vibe okay. yeah, at all times. And so, yeah, I guess just being the only girl in a lot of the classes and all of that and just getting along with all, the, all of the boys and, you know, learning to talk to everybody. It must have really helped me. And then yes. by the end of year 12 and by the time I got into uni, I was I was so confident. I was just going for auditions. I was, you know. And and truly have blossomed um, in those early days and continue to because you're still uh, willing to put yourself into those situations that you um, are on show, that you're in a, a very, have a very public face and there can be scrutiny that goes with that. And so I want to talk a little bit about success when everything goes well. But also, I imagine there's some knockbacks too in that that um, that perspective of auditioning. I'm assuming you didn't get everything you went for. 
No, you don't get everything you go for. Okay. <laughs> and how do you cope with that rejection? Oh, that's fine. That's just part of life. Yeah. Okay. So, and also, um, oh, well, I don't know if you want me to tell you right now, but yeah, I finished law and I ended up going into TV news reporting and that Great. was probably one of the hardest industries to get into really? that you can imagine. So, so tell me more about that. Why Is that why you wanted to get into it? Uh, no, look, 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 I'm just, um, I'm a high achiever and I always have been. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I, I have always been um, putting myself out of my comfort zone and I'm continuing to do that. So mm. um, even like, you know, last week I went and did an interview um, by a former Sky News presenter who's now um, hosting his own show. And um, so, yeah, just, I'm just really loving it and going overseas on trade missions. Right. Tell me a little bit about uh, being a news broadcaster. Okay, so to get into TV news reporting back in the day, firstly, I sat in an office and made a whole lot of phone calls begging for some work experience because I hadn't actually studied journalism. So straight away, I was on the back foot. And did you take that initiative yourself or were you guided to do that? Uh, well, I'd started going out with my husband, who was a then a pretty big time radio announcer. And I think he may have made one comment saying, you know, you'll be really, you'd be really good at doing TV news because I'd already done quite a bit of radio as well. Okay. I'd been to radio school. I'd been doing, I'd worked on American Rosso's show in my school holidays doing traffic reporting. I'd worked on another radio show doing traffic reporting. Um, and then I'd done after, at that point, I'd been doing more work on, on my husband's show as well, which was um, actually commercial radio. So right. I'd had quite a bit of radio experience under sure. my belt and, yep. and the acting. And then I think he may have made the offhand comment, you'd be good at TV news. And I just, you know, sat in um, a studio, made some phone calls. And my first work experience that I was offered was up in Townsville. So my first story was about power lines. It wasn't very exciting. But um, <laughs> so what I did is I went around the country doing work experience for free. I often stayed in backpackers places using my modelling money. And I just yep. sat in the back of the cars and just watched how they did it. I watched how they did it. Right. Now, they don't, like, it's very competitive um, to get any kind of work experience at all back then was hard. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, going in with like a law degree and, and um, I'm not sure if I was a bit intimidating or not, but, yeah. It I meant just, nothing. No, that no. That didn't help you. No, that didn't really help me, but, right. yeah. Um, so what did, it, it seems like your willingness to persist and your desire to to learn from everything. You know, you were out there deliberately watching and observing and trying to soak that in. Yeah, just soaking it in. And then um, eventually I started, um, when I was in Tamworth once, they said your voice is good enough now to go on air so you can broadcast your first story, which was about monster trucks. Um, and thereafter I started getting freelance work in about 20 newsrooms around the country uh, for Win TV, NBN TV, Prime TV, and then I ended up at Sky News doing some. Um, and I also presented the news on occasion um, for a few different months in Griffith in New South Wales. Okay. So. Now, excuse my ignorance, if you do a, a story, can that same story be broadcast by multiple different stations as such? Or are you, when you mention all those different, are you going and working for them at different times in your career? So I went from place to place like I did you know, about a year in Mildura for Win TV. I went to Canberra, Aubrey, okay. Shepparton, Bendigo, yep. oh, sorry, Ballarat, Rockhampton, um, Wollongong. Right. Uh, and there are some, and Griffith, there are some centres that have, they, they used to have present, presenting stations and facilities available as well. Yes. So, for example, Canberra, Wollongong, Ballarat were big um, sort of 
biggest like newsrooms, hub. are hubs. Yep. Um, and um, unfortunately and sadly now so many of the newsrooms have closed down and those pre- those presenting facilities have gone in all but about one in with in most those of the regional ne- in, areas. In most of the networks. Correct. Uh, Wynn Mildura is completely gone. Um, Ballarat, there's just, you know, there's a few journalists there, but the massive presenting studios, they've all gone. So mm. it's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> so I really want to find a way, maybe with our software or some billionaires, if you're listening, <laughs> to try to bring the TV news back to the regional areas. Yes. Um, I am actually interested. There are grants you can apply for, um, which, yeah, I, look, it's just at the back of my mind because I love TV news, and yes. I find it sad because the kids leaving school, how do they get into journalism now if the newsrooms are all shut down? And, and is there a way? Like, is there a, a path? I, I've no doubt there's a course for it, but that may lead to just a bit of experience, but not a job necessarily. Well, look, I don't know, but there's obviously the metro stations. They have to just go in there and get work experience, but and, and, and I did that as well. Um, but traditionally, um, we used to always go out to the regional areas to go for quite a few years, you'd often find people going to like, you know, far out and then closer and closer and then to the, into the city. Yeah, sure, um, sure. Then, so you've got to be prepared to do your time out in the outskirts correct. and then gradually yeah. um, into more populated areas. So like, for example, ABC do have cadetships now and mm-hmm. I think SBS do too. So people interested in, in that industry um, can look for those avenues, but otherwise looking for work experience in, you know, if you want to do TV with, you know, 7, 9 or 10 um, or Sky News or something like that. Um, or otherwise there's all the digital marketing and and maybe like writing or, or something yes. similar. I think I know what you might say here, but th- that's a terrible way to uh, pre- prepare for a question. But if if we had some students who were listening to, to us and they're in, let's say they're in year 10, about to start year 11, that sort of, you know, they're mm-hmm. sort of 16, 17, 18-year-olds, mm-hmm. what advice would you have for them, whether it's media or any other pursuit? Would you have any advice that you would give to young people today? About to start into VCE? Um, Just do your best and, um, you know, get enough sleep and get enough exercise. I remember I was doing, I can actually remember, I was doing, they were called cats. I don't know if Mm -hmm. they still are or not. (laughs) I was doing one. I'm not sure what subject it was for, but um, the PE teacher came along and said, look, Eloise, put it down. Come out and do some extra sport with me at yes. lunchtime because I was just, you know, so you were I wanted those in- A pluses, but I, <laughs> they're like, you know, put it down, Eloise. You can come back and do that in, you know, half an hour. So you were preparing, studying, focused, and the yeah. PE teacher said, come and have a break. Yeah, like it wasn't PE time, but someone could just see that I was in there at lunchtime and, um, you know, it was, it was, I know it was, I can remember it was towards the very end. Something was due or something, but I yep. obviously looked like I'd been in there too long. So, so therefore, perhaps what that P, that PE teacher was suggesting, and, and maybe you would suggest today, balance is important. That's it, balance. And also, it doesn't matter, you know, what you get, because it's also a combination of, you know, life skills, dealing with people, opportunities, taking opportunities, taking risks. Um, I now can go into a room full of people and I just hand out my business card and say, hi, I'm Eloise, I'm from here, how are you, what do you do? Um, And, you know, none of that came from getting A-pluses at school, but the confidence, I would say, initiated was from, you know, coming coming here out of my comfort zone. It's yeah. sort of when it started and then it built and built and, yeah. yeah. And continues to build. It's continuing. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. uh, we can we can feel it and sense it in your... Uh, I'm coming in- to do the show with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's exciting. So 
and, and I guess this is a question around a, a similar idea, but there's no doubt that school can have a strong influence on our character. And, and I wonder whether you could describe the bigger picture of life that your experience of Yarra might have given to you. Mm. Okay. Yeah, look, it was just very inclusive. Mm. Um, I had some really good girlfriends so I've, and I'm still friends today mm. with those girls, um, and which has been really important. Um, but also the ability just to get along, like I found boys really easy to get along with and that's something I hadn't because I hadn't really been with boys. Yes. Like since year six, yes. grade six. So realising that and then transitioning into high into, um university, I realised I could just go into any any class, stand up in front of anybody, do anything, yeah. you know, hand in any assignment, yeah, it was just a lot easier. Um, so yeah, just the because it was so inclusive, and I didn't feel I didn't feel different. Like I know there weren't many girls, but it was actually it was it was really fun. Everybody was very friendly. Um, yeah, it was. We weren't really treated very differently. Mm. Um, which, which is a, a credit to the school and to the I guess the those who shaped and created the atmosphere and the culture of the place then, and and to this day. Mm. Yeah. No. It was. Yeah. It was really good. That's great. I want to transition into a, a short, sharp uh, lightning round, if you like, where I'm going to ask okay. um, some quick quick questions and one to two word answers. Okay. Okay. Um, and some of them will be a little bit about your memories of your time at Yarra okay. and others will be perhaps more about today. Okay. So let's begin with what house were you in when you were here at Yarra? Oh, my gosh. I can't remember. Can't remember? <laughs> Do you remember the colour? Not, yeah, it might have been green. <laughs> I don't know. I, we will look that I up. I wasn't very good at sport. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, if you had a preference, why. would it be house athletics or house swimming? Oh, athletics? Yep, okay. Um, what would you find in your lunch when you were here as a student? Oh, well, I can remember we, we made a lot of our toasted cheese sandwiches in the common area, in the year 12 common area. That is a regular answer. Is it? Yes, it is. It is. What was the first car that you owned? Oh, um, probably a Toyota. Okay. Do you have a favourite book? Um, can I pass on that you one? You can certainly <laughs> pass. Um, favourite or the, the most memorable holiday destination that you've been to? Um, probably my grandparents lived at Port Macquarie and I had an, uh, many years of amazing times there. Yeah, so some, some deep memories. Correct, yes. That's fantastic. Um, is there a musical performance that you were either in or recall seeing or being part of while you were here at Yarra? No. Okay. Didn't oh, I, well, I remember like I remember seeing a lot of them. So, yeah. and for example, the Year Twelve um, uh, captain, captain, yes, yep. Twelve captain was David Lyons. Okay. So, have you interviewed him yet? Not yet. No, because he is now an Australian and Hollywood actor. Okay, so right. you may want to. He's on our list. <laughs> yeah, so he was. So there were there were some really good standout performers. Like um, in my like I was in when I came into year eleven, the boys in year twelve. There were some really standout performers in sport. They were like state champions in sports, um, drama, yes, and things like that. And also Tim Gentle, who I'm friends with. Hi, Tim. You might want to put him down because he now owns his own digital media business and was also very good at swimming and drama. Fantastic. Mm. That's great. And my surname um, used to be Gentle when I was here. That's what I thought, but, but not, <laughs> related, not related to, not so related no, to no. Tim Gentle. No. 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 Okay. Tell me a little bit about your connection with Yarra today in terms of your involvement, both with those who you travelled 
uh, with school or through school with, but also you were here not all that long ago uh, contributing back to our current cohort of students. Tell me a little bit about that and why you would do it. Yeah, well, firstly, can I say I came to the reunion, 20-year reunion, which I think was five years ago, and that was awesome. I had such a great night. That's fantastic. Um, it was over in the building and there was there was so many people there and um, I, I was smiling the whole night. I really was. That's I was, great. And, and was it about catching up and hearing the journey of people? Was it about um, finding out those who had done things you predicted and those who really had gone in very different directions. What was it that was such a highlight for you? Um, it just felt like family. It, yeah. Like it really, it didn't even feel like any time had passed. And as I said, I'm, I'm friends with quite a lot of them on Facebook and, and LinkedIn. But um, yeah, it was just like, hi, hello, and everybody's just cuddling. And yeah, it was just, it was really awesome. That's terrific. And you're still in regular contact with some of your friends, as you mentioned? Yeah, some of my friends like... Um, on my social media, I'm, I'm connected with a lot of people and, yeah, I've got some girlfriends as well who I'm still really good friends with. Yeah. And you came to a speed careering um, event here at school. Can you remember much about that and, and what the purpose of that was? Yes. Yeah, so it was just um, to inspire and uh, educate the kids about some possible career options and also some things to take into consideration uh, when going on work experience or career options and Things yeah. like that. So, yeah, um, we had some really gorgeous kids, some really um, nice questions. And, yeah, a lot of them were interested in media, so I talked to them about that and I also spoke to them about working as a lawyer as well. Mm, that's great. And because your journey has been very diverse and it, it's extraordinary really that it seems like you can turn your hand to almost anything. It's the confidence but it's also, I think, grit and persistence, which is part of your character nowadays. You've also got to bring a little bit of that to family life. Can you share with us a little bit about your family? Yeah, so I, um, yeah, definitely grit and determination. Um, I don't always get a lot of sleep. Um, so I have one, well, I have a husband who's obviously a, been a national radio broadcaster and internationally um, and is also a software developer. So we are working on our business, which is uh, video software, which we are licensing throughout Australia and also overseas. Um, I have a daughter, Alyssa, who is taller than me and I think she's two <laughs> shoe sizes bigger. And uh, she's just started year seven. My, my son, who is a bit older than that, but he's long past me and it is such an achievement for young people when they become taller than mum or dad. Yeah, so she's yeah she's a really good girl, and she's just started year seven, and she's yeah she's flying at school, and she's really developed with her social skills this year. Fantastic. So making her own, like saying, "Mom, I'm going down to the shops," you know, I'm catching the bus there, or can you drop me to my friends? So yeah. that was. Um, she's always been brilliant at school. She's very advanced, but I've, I've, I'm so happy to see her now, like just blossoming yes. with making friends. Confidence. Mm. That's great. And then you have a, a son? Yes, James. Uh, he loves tennis. He's been doing tennis since he was three. And, and does he get his skills from mum? Uh, possibly, <laughs> but I think he's practising, practising, practising. So he's doing some private classes with his mate and they take it very seriously okay. every Saturday morning. Um, and um, and he loves maths and computers and, yeah, he's flying at school as well. He's actually a really gentle character and he likes to help people. So. Yeah. He's people who come across James say they've, you know, they've never met any other kids like him. I, mm. I often get mum saying that to me because he's really polite and, you know, kind. And, yes. And he helps the teachers do all their computers and the other kids and he likes to, he likes to help out. 
Um, and then I've got a special needs boy as well, William. Okay. So I am um, now doing autism awareness as well. Yes. So that threw a spanner into the works. Uh, he, at three years and four months, prior to that he was advanced like the other kids and talking, seemed quite you know, on part, you know, going up the right track. But yeah, he just woke up one day at three years and four months and wow. everything had changed. He'd lost all but 30 words and he started jumping up and down, screaming and clapping and all this um, unusual stuff. I won't say weird because in the autism community, it's all normal, but yeah, yeah. it seems weird. Um, and then maybe 12 months or so later, he had another aggression in his brain and the rest of the words went. So. Gosh. I could talk for about an hour on autism, but um, yeah, he goes to a special school, the uh, Southern Autistic School, um, but yeah, he he needs a lot of help. Yes. Um, and he understands everything you say. Right. It's all going in. It just can't get anything out. But he can't communicate can't out. No, can't in a way out. that you can. So, wow. And he'll be listening to the iPad. He'll be listening to things in different languages and whatever. So, we, you know, we're not sure exactly everything, you know, what how much he's like, I'm pretty sure he understands everything we're all saying. I know that. But, like, he's listening to different languages and I know who knows what he's learning. But, um, yeah, he can't, he can't get it out. So that, that I'm not sure if you mentioned it as a hiccup, but it's certainly a challenge where you've been somebody who's been able to persist and um, I, I mean this in, a, in yeah, the yeah, right yeah. way, yeah, yeah. you've been able to push your way into success and grow in confidence and that's been really a trademark of your journey by the sounds of it. You've got two children and you've got a, a family at home, a husband who, who is also a high flyer, doing great things. Your two eldest children are great at school and socially. Everything's going beautifully. And, that, and then William. Yes. And initially, William, everything seems normal. And then all of a sudden, just yes. uh, this is really quite staggering to me. I, I, I am naive to this. Yes. He woke up one morning. Correct, yeah. And your world mm -hmm. and his yes, changed yeah. forever. Yeah, so and and so now he's like, you know, I would call him like pretty disabled, like he can walk and everything and run and but he needs constant care. I've been toilet training for like four years. It's I'm always getting there and then, you know, he's back in nappies and whatever. And yeah, it's a back and forth um terrible problems with anxiety. We had to get him sedated at the hospital the other day, constantly changing his regime of medicine for anxiety and panic attacks. Um, so in the autism community, things just like walking in and out of school is hard for a lot mm, of the kids. Mm. Um, yeah, the list goes on and on. Mm. Um, when you look it up on the internet, um, it sort of says, you know, well, you know, communication problems, they may have little, you know, trouble talking or trouble communicating or, you know, not very good eye contact or not very good social skills. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't always talk a, a lot about all the other problems like, you know, the constant the anxiety, the meltdowns. Um, so, look, the children have had to adapt as well. Mm. Uh, one challenge I'm facing at the moment is with autism, kids don't often sleep well and I'm trying to get William to stop waking up his brother, James, because he needs to get up to go to school. Of course. And hang out with his teachers and his mates. So, yeah, I'll often be up at 5am and I'm just, you know, barricading the door, not available, not available, because that's one of the words they yep. recognise, one of the phrases. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so, so James is not available. Yes, that room is not available. Yes, Don't yes, go in there. Not yes. available. Yeah. So you carry cards around your neck with all these phrases on. Uh, I've just bought a new speaking device, which was just a 
well, it was just a you know a few hundred dollars ones, but um, there are ones for almost ten thousand dollars you can get uh, mm-hmm. for the kids who can't talk at all. Or yeah, nobody's talked to me about sign language or anything yet. But yeah, it's a it's a whole new world. So yeah, yeah. and I dare say, based on you sharing parts of your journey and your persistence and resilience and go get them approach, you will find a way. So actually I said at the time, um, you know, I'm not going to let this stop us. And also um, my husband said we didn't want that to dictate our lives. So um, I've, I've always been going off and doing TV ads and things, um, you know, different different for different brands and um, an email came through my acting agency saying, did you want to go on Mrs. Globe? So I thought, look, I'll go in for a bit of fun. And I ended up, you know, going overseas. But it was it was all more of a part of showing the kids that I wasn't just going to sit at home, you know, worrying about, you know, what's going on because there's a lot of therapy and things like that. Um, but and also, you know, um, yeah, and, and that's also what I wanted to do with the business. So that's when I got our, our software sponsored by the Victorian government to go to Singapore and Thailand. Okay. I thought after having a kid with autism I wouldn't be doing any travelling and let alone by myself because I'd yes. need to be a home mining him. Sure. But instead I got carers in, I got cleaners in and I said I'm doing this. I'm yeah. going to Singapore and Thailand and I'm going to go to Mrs Globe. And You, you know, found a way. Yep, and I'm doing it and I thought, well, you know, I'm going to keep doing it and so that's what that's what we do. That's great. Yeah. And, and that by no stretch questions your love for William and your care for your family. In fact, you're seeking to be an inspiration to them. Yeah, I am. I'm seeking and also to other mums and dads as well. Mm. Yeah, because... Um, Particularly you know, within the autism community. Within the autism community, yes. yes. I want them to say, just keep going. Yes. You know, don't don't worry, it's okay. Um, and especially if you have other children as well, it's really important. Um, and also balancing time between like, you know, I could spend all my time doing therapy on wheel, like some people do the ABA, which mm-hmm. is a type of therapy, you know, for 20 hours a week. But William already goes to school um, and he's there almost school hours and he's mm-hmm. getting therapy all that time and then he gets private therapy as well. So, look, you know, some people could do like 300 hours of therapy a week but then I'd have no time for my other kids mm. and they only get a little bit of time with me as it is. Mm. So I have to make time for them. Alyssa, I've started bike riding with. Great. And James, I, I like to go and watch a bit of his tennis or play a bit of tennis with him on the school holidays um, or just generally just hang out. Um, but, yeah, we, yeah, actually with a kid with special needs, you actually have to make time. Like if a carer's coming, say, well, I'm going to go with Alyssa and look at the, and look at the shops and yes. the clothes. So use that as an opportunity to invest time into your other f- children. Yeah, it's hard. Sure. Yeah, because yes. uh, because he needs to be watched all the time. Yeah, and yeah. and and I'm not the only family like this. There's a, there's a lot of families like this. So, mm, mm. and a lot uh, autism runs in families. Uh, so they say um, um, a lot of the families at the school have more than one child with autism. Right. Um, yes. Some with different severity, but sure. Mm. Wow. There's so much by the sounds of it, and certainly for me personally, so much still to learn. Yes. And it yeah. sounds like you want to help us learn that. Yeah, look, you know, initially when um, William first was diagnosed, he was doing a lot of screaming and clapping whenever I took him out to the shops. Um, and people were just looking at him like, what's wrong? And, you know, it, it sort of irritated me a little bit. But, yeah, now he's doing like a lot less of that, although he's still full on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, now I just, yeah, it doesn't worry me. Mm, you just get on with it. Yeah, I just get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That... Uh, this podcast is called Inspired by Yarra and uh, and you are an 
inspiration to others. And so I'm uh, delighted to be able to share this time with you and I. Thank you for your generosity. I've got a couple more questions mm-hmm. if you've still got a little yeah, bit yeah. more time. I just want to ask, um, as a businesswoman and as a mum and as a, a busy carer and all of the things that you do, are there rhythms or routines or habits that are part of your life that have sustained your ability to keep getting up every day with enough energy to face whatever comes? Yeah, look, I just, if I get tired, I try to go to bed early or things like that to make sure I have enough energy to do what I want to do every day. So you're an advocate for sleep? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's important. Um, yeah. And just like a positive mind frame. Um, I nearly my whole life, I've done like about a 20 or 30 minute walk every day. Okay. Um, like, as I said, I've never been any big sports <laughs> hero. Mm-hmm. But, but you appreciate the um, importance of exercise. Correct. And like yes. often just putting them in, in some music or, you know, just walking around. And I still love taking photos. So and yes, good, good. <laughs> stop and take lots of photos of the flowers and the blue sky. Fantastic. <laughs> um, our school motto is Lavavi Oculus. Do you remember what that means? That's lift okay. Up and, lift up and rise or yeah. something. Lift up your eyes. <laughs> lift up your eyes. Lift up your, your eyes. So if I offer that term to you, what do you think, whether whether you try and put your 17, 18-year-old hat on or your current day hat, what does it mean to lift up your eyes? Yeah, it just means to, you know, take the best outlook every single day and, yeah, just get up and do your best and, um, you know, everything doesn't always go right. You know, you lose jobs or, you know, you have to move state or, you know, like my dad passed away from cancer, something like that. You know, things are always, will always go wrong. Mm. Um, but you just have to always keep going and, yeah, just trying your best and also um, be a positive influence for other people as well. Mm. It's a great way to almost conclude our time together. I've got one final question and I want you to answer the question and then answer the question. Okay. And that is what question have I not asked you that you really wished I'd asked you? Okay. Um, oh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that you uh, really wanted to get across? I can give you an opportunity. In fact, I will. 30-second brag. What's going really well for you right now? Uh, again, just like, you know, soldiering on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just putting one foot after the other. Um, I'm saying yes to everything. So, yes. yeah, just saying yes to everything. Um, yeah, I'd love to reconnect with more Yarra Valley people. Hello, I'm here. I catch up with anyone who wants to have a cup of tea or coffee. Um, That's great. That's fantastic. And what we will do is we'll uh, put some contact details in the show notes um, at that uh, part of this episode. And we do have an active um, Yarra Old Grammarian community through Facebook, also on LinkedIn, but certainly through uh, the Yarra Valley Grammar website, yvg.vic edu.au and there's a section in there called community and you can uh, log in there and uh, and check out all of the things going on for our Yarra Ogramarians. Now you mentioned that your surname when you were at school so most of your peers would recognize you as Eloise Gentle? Yes probably uh, yeah okay. although yeah I'm connected with them all they all know I'm Eloise Grace but yeah Eloise Gentle and yes. that's who I was on TV news as well and okay. I did yes. quite a bit of my acting and it is a beautiful name I had the blonde hair yeah I actually I, I would have yeah I liked Eloise Gentle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Eloise Grace also nice, has nice, uh, has beauty yeah, attached to I it like as well <laughs> fantastic Eloise thanks for your time thanks for your generosity and uh, and for taking us down some paths that I certainly didn't expect to go but it's been quite the adventure so thank you thank you And that just about wraps up another episode of Inspired by Yarra. And I hope you found it interesting 
to ride with Eloise, the twists and the turns and the highs and the lows, the challenges and the adventure that is her life. As I mentioned at the outset, it would be fantastic if you could uh, share this with other people who you think uh, would be interested in learning more about this podcast and our Yarra Valley Grammar community, the YOG community, or indeed somebody who you think uh, would know Eloise and recall some of those uh, same experiences that she shared with today. And if you have somebody that you know that is a yog, a Yarra Olgramarian, and you think that they've got a story that would be worth sharing here on the Inspired by Yarra podcast, I'd love you to make uh, contact with us. We've got a website, uh, and sorry, a, a, an email address. You can contact us via email which is podcast at yvg.vic.edu.au. Send us a note and we'll see what we can do to track them down. My name's Paul Joy and on behalf of everybody here at Yarra and who is part of the Inspired by Yarra team, I want to wish you another day of inspiration where you go out there and you make a positive, intentional impact in the world around you. you.